Good morning, Patriots. It's Tuesday, November 17th, 2020. I am your host, Ryan, and you are listening to Living with Liberty. Today, I tackle where we need to start building a base for our fight, as well as touch on what we can do to help retain the two Republican Senate seats in Georgia. No matter the outcome of the legal challenges the Trump campaign has planned, Trump confirmed Sunday in a tweet that the majority of current suits out there were filed by people who have have observed electoral abuse, we need to carry our fight forward. We need to take back our institutions one by one, no matter who is in the White House, whether it remains Trump in the White House or somehow bribing Joe Biden ends up as president it will still take action on our part to change how we got to this point, to fix what has been broken, to course correct and move on. To do so, we have to start at the beginning. This means with our kids and how we educate them. You may be saying right now, Ryan, my kids are grown or I don't have kids. So what does education have to do with me? Well, do you pay taxes? Does what happens in those schools in your community impact your life eventually? Will your kids grow up one day and become future politicians? Imagine you have the next AOC or Lori Lightfoot or Gretchen Whitmer coming out of of your schools, out of your community. They might even end up being your future boss. Do you really want more radicals like Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer and the like running around? Group thinkers who do not have original ideas and only do what their handlers tell them to do. We must start taking our institutions back, and the first one is the education system. It is here that we need to build our base, much like the left has done for the last few decades, if we have hopes of taking back our institutions. One of the floaters left in the bowl by Obama that neither the Trump administration nor have any of the states flushed is Common Core. Like many of the Obama policies, this has been an abject failure. Common Core was billed as how America was going to compete on the world stage academically, as well as getting our students prepped for college and career. Obama billed it as race to the top. Common Core was supposed to prep students for college and career, but by all accounts, it has done neither of those things and may be attributed to what we see today in the linear problem solving, groupthink, and the lack of intelligent argument that comes from some. If you set and enforce rigorous and challenging standards and assessments, Obama said, your state can win a race to the top grant. What this is code for is you take federal money, we tell you what to do. 46 states made the mistake of adopting the Common Core standards in hopes of getting that grant money. What have we gotten for our investment in Common Core? Lower test scores, low readiness for college and career, and indoctrination. And the cherry on top is now we have federal meddling in our education systems on a state uh, by state level. So let's start with test scores. In 2018, ACT scores reached a 20 year low on math achievement. English scores were down since 2007 and student resi- students' readiness for college-level English was at its lowest level since the ACT's creators started measuring it in 2002. 
Student math prep was at its lowest level since 2004. In her 2019 article, Federally, uh, federally funded study, Common Core Sunk U.S. Kids Test Scores, Joy Pullman notes a study that found not only lower achievement, but also data suggesting students would have done better had Common Core, had Common Core not existed at all. Test scores in math and reading had actually been steadily increasing from 1992 up until implementation of Common Core was complete around 2012, 2013. Now I will say I found in uh, my, my research for this that there was an article out there that tried to pass off that uh, Common Core at first actually had an uh, impact to uh, the test scores in a positive manner, but everything else I read said Common Core really wasn't fully implemented on a state-by-state -state level until 2013. So that's really a hard conclusion to draw there. At this point, it was at this point that achievement started dropping off. Without Common Core, data suggests, the upward trend would have continued. Even the Brookings Institute published a uh, data concerning Common Core, giving a best case scenario of it not being a benefit to American kids at all. As for the failure in college and career readiness, Common Core has done nothing but create, create mindless drones. To be in compliance and get as many students passing the tests as possible so school systems can uh, keep getting that federal money, teachers just teach to the test. This leaves no room for teaching things that will enhance critical thinking skills. There's no room to learn how to attack a multifaceted problem creatively. There's only time to teach the test so the school doesn't end up on some underachieving school hot list and in the crosshairs of bureaucrats. Common Core has solely focused learning on linear thinking, data analysis. Clay Cooper, in his article, How is Common Core Affecting the SAT and ACT, notes that Common's Core, Common Core's focus on straightforward data analysis has weakened the ACT and SAT. Students no longer are critical thinkers. Cooper notes the emphasis on Common Core uh, that Common Core puts on nonfiction and strictly informational reading reduces a student's ability to understand complex literary, literary texts. I say I would go further in that, in that it inhibits that individual's ability to interpret life. Those literal, literary texts have many underlying meanings and underlying thoughts that students just aren't digging into and helping to uh, digging into to help enhance their creative thinking and critical thinking skills. By not developing the ability to interpret underlying meanings in text, there's now a lack of ability to creatively problem solve. Emphasizing straight informational analysis leads one to believe the answer is strictly there in the data, in the numbers, and not really uh, consider any other side or opposing factors in the solution or in the anomalies within that data set. Students are not developing those creative problem-solving skills that are needed both in college and in career. And because of that, businesses will struggle to find qualified candidates as more and more Common Core educated students enter into the workforce. 
And what will end up happening is they'll look to have someone provide them with solutions, with answers versus using critical thinking skills to figure it out on their own. The other missing link here is logic. And if you've ever gotten into an argument with someone on the left, you know what I'm talking about when I say the missing link here is logic. If you have kids in public school, you've seen the goofy way math is taught now. Gone are the days of the simple equation 2 plus 2 equals 4. It seems like it's been replaced by some sort of math, mo math mountain or some other abstract way of figuring out a simple math equation. This destroys all ability to use logic and reason as an application to a problem. All this leads to indoctrination. It's clear Common Core is dumbing down our kids, turning them into mindless robots with no critical thinking or reasoning skill. In a 2018 article, Joy Pullman notes that political indoctrination is on the rise. Not a surprise with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation bankrolling grants. Unbound Education is an organization that has benefited both from Obama Common Core grants and the Gates Foundation grants. Pullman notes in her article that uh, its standards at its Standards Institute conference, Unbound Ed slathers its Common Core workshops with race-based rancor and junk science. Does that sound familiar? This is a workshop that fulfills the requirement many teachers have to attend, have to attend to in order to keep their licenses. Your kids' teachers are being taught critical race theory. It's no wonder when it seeps into the classroom. It's no wonder that we have mindless sheep who only see things in terms of linear solutions, black or white. The system has been uh, designed to make our kids lack critical thinking skills, to not have the ability to question anything, to not have the desire to question anything, and to trust uh, mindlessly without question. It is easier to control the ignorant. Add to that the removal of patriotic and historically factual education from schools, and you have a generation of people who now think socialism sounds really neat. So what can be done about this? Well, it takes all of us playing our small part. We all, we all have a vested interest in this if our country is going to get back on the right track. Now, in full disclosure, we homeschool. We have for seven years now. I wasn't always on board with homeschooling, and for me it was more about my insistence on getting some return on my tax investment. I guess I was holding out hope that things would turn around within the education system. Um, maybe a little bit naive to that as well, I suppose. Obviously things haven't gotten better, but there are some things we can do to help get our educational system back on track back to teaching good American-centric uh, curriculum, good logic and reasoning courses. Now, the first few of these um, options are going to be really centered around those that do have kids currently in school. Uh, but don't tune me out yet because there are uh, a bunch I'll have after uh, that all of us need to do to pull this thing together and take back our schools. The first one is just straight out pull your kids out of the public school system if that's an option. I realize homeschooling is not an option for everyone. 
Uh, there's many different life situations, many different uh, um, lifestyles that make this, uh, you know, not an option for some. But I'm putting it out there as as an option. I have spoken to a few who have done this and really due to the multiple shutdowns of schools. They got tired of the uncertainty of is a school going to be open? Is it going to be closed? What's it going to be this week? Uh, and pulled their kids out permanently. They've just started homeschooling. And this is on top of the folks that have already uh, back in the spring said, forget, forget it, we're going to just homeschool from now on. What this offers you is the greatest control over the messaging of the teaching. It gives you the greatest flexibility within your curriculum and how you're going to teach your kids and what they're going to learn. What pulling your uh, kids out of the public schools also does, and I've mentioned this in previous uh, podcasts, is inflict a material loss on the school system. Uh, a lot of school systems get state aid based on enrollment and attendance. I know here in Wisconsin, it was uh, growing up, I did go to public school and they always uh, made it a point on the, I believe it was the third Friday of September that everybody attends school because that's when they did the the head count to submit to the state for uh, this the uh, state aid or federal aid, whatever money they were getting. It also sends a message that we're not happy with this offering. Uh, you know, it's a free market. We're doing much like we would with a product or service we were not happy with. We would just remove our patronage of that product or service. The second option is if you have school choice in your state, exercise that right. Check out the curriculums at various schools and find one that aligns with your ideals and convictions. School choice allows you to uh, get into a school that's a better performing school, has better teachers. It might have even more resources. Uh, it may even be a private school. In, in Wisconsin, we have vouchers that we offer to students with uh, within certain uh, couple counties, couple cities here that are, you know, can be used at private schools even. If school choice isn't an option and you must remain in whatever district school you have, and the, you know, the case there is that the academics are weak in terms of understanding a republic or just outright pushing a liberal narrative, it's important that you discuss these topics with your, with your student, with your kid. You know, in these cases, you really have to become your child's civics teacher to become, uh, you know, the that uh, speaker of truth to them. It's necessary that we all do our part to ensure our kids getting the truth are getting the truth and are not being led down that path to hating America. We don't need another uh, generation of uh, rioting basement dwellers. Another thing we can do is stop feeding the lie that everyone has to go to college. They don't. That lie is fed from the need to funnel in students to these universities who then run up a bunch of debt, get liberally indoctrinated, then have politicians campaigning to offer an easy way out of that debt. There are plenty of good jobs in the trades, skilled trades. There are actually shortages of workers in many of these areas. Tech school is a fraction of the cost of a traditional four-year university, half the time or better, and leaves the graduate with not only skills, uh, real-life skills that are applicable, but a great career path in those trades where they can write their own ticket. They can decide if they want to go work for you know, a contracting company 
or they can branch out and start their own business. Now, these first items were definitely focused on those with school-aged or college-bound students. All of us need to take action, though. Here are some uh, steps that we need to do in order to take back our schools. First one is to get active with the local school board. You need to find out, we need to find out what their plans are, what curriculum they are teaching, what are they approving for curriculum to be taught. Press them to incorporate more American-centric American teaching into their schools. Press them for more logic and reasoning courses. Next, press your elected officials to eliminate Common Core. This disaster of a policy has done nothing but turn out mindless robots who don't think critically, don't understand simple statistics, don't understand simple logic, and have real struggles solving problems. You have doubts about any of this? Look around at all the riots we've seen. These people don't think critically, and they have issues with conflict resolution. They'd rather scream and yell at you uh, instead of sitting down at a table, maybe over coffee, and having a calm, rational discussion where all points are considered and you know, you may agree to disagree at that point, but at least it's a calm and rational discussion. Also, press your elected officials for more logic, reasoning, and statistic courses uh, in their curriculum. Also, press elected officials for school choice if you don't have it, uh, or if you're interested in, in homeschooling, you know, more lenient homeschooling laws if your state is among those with the most stringent laws. If they aren't willing to put in the work to fix the school system or offer appropriate curriculum, the least they can do is give people a choice. Always remember, the answer isn't just to throw more money at the problem. Tell them if they do bring this up that we just don't have enough money, that they need to find a, a way and find the root cause to the issues first before you start throwing more money at these bottomless money pits. Start contacting your congresspeople at the federal level. We want to get the federal government out of this local school systems, the state school systems. School really is a state, uh, state's right issue, and it should be left up to the individual states on how they want to handle educating the youth of that state. So with these first four cases, your vote will be a powerful motivator to press your agenda with your elected officials. The last thing they want to do is, is lose votes, and they don't want that word of mouth uh, going around either that they're difficult to work with and cause them to lose more votes. Use that to your advantage. Now, so last, uh, last item here on, this, on the topic, um, yeah, I could go on all warning with a lot of these, but we'll, we'll cut it off here. Uh, you know, start a tutor group with like-minded families if you aren't able to homeschool or don't have a suitable school choice option. Each family can take a week to teach, do it on a rotating basis, so one family isn't shouldering all the burden. The sessions don't have to be long, but it's important to get in these sessions because they will go a long way in getting the historical facts ingrained in our kids' mind. It'll help teach them logic and reasoning skills. We are battling the left on many fronts. There is a lot of cleanup that needs to be done, starting with the education of our children. This will help provide a base from which to build upon. The left has played the long game. We must as well. 
our institutions weren't lost overnight, and we won't gain them back overnight either. But rising up and being active on all fronts will help turn the tide. Before signing off, I want to touch on the fact that the Senate majority is not totally secure yet. There's work to be done yet in Georgia to get the Senate majority. We need Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue re-elected. There's a small part we all can play, and you don't even have to live in Georgia to play it. If you are in Georgia, get in contact with your local Republican Party and volunteer. It could be knocking on doors, it could be making calls or sending texts, or even just manning the local office for when people drop by. If you are outside of Georgia, there are many organizations that are looking for volunteers to help as well. One I happen to be involved in is Heritage Action for America. I have volunteered to send texts and make calls in Georgia. They are also looking for people willing to go to Georgia and be boots on the ground, knocking doors as well. Finally, poll watchers will definitely be needed for Election Day for these two Senate seats. We must do all we can to preserve these Republican seats in the Senate. Without them, a radical liberal agenda can be enacted should Biden pull out the election. Purdue and Loeffler are the incumbents, but we can't take for granted that they will be re-elected. We must reach across state lines to help preserve our great republic by helping these two senators retain their seats and help retain the Republican majority in the Senate. I'm grateful you've chosen to spend some time with me. I would truly appreciate it if you would subscribe to and share my podcast with friends and family. Please email me feedback. My address is livingwithliberty at usa.com. Follow and ring my bell for updates at my social media home on Parlor. My handle is at livingwithliberty. Liberty isn't a given. We must continue to fight and protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.